shadow knows. <laughs> Once again, your neighborhood blue coal dealer brings you the thrilling adventures of the channel. The hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcefully to old and young alike that crime does not pay. The Shadow, serious character who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Several years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned strange and mysterious secrets. The hypnotic power to cloud men's minds so that they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, The Club of Doom. Hello. Hello. Good Lord. I'm still. I don't believe it, Lickson. Sometimes I don't believe it myself, Cranston. Like some hideous nightmare. Any minute I expect to wake up to the time I dream the whole thing. Then I see these bars. Why? Why did you do it? I wish I could tell you. You mean you don't know why you killed your wife? No, Cranston, I don't. That's the horrible part about it. I don't even remember telling you. Yet I... I know that I did. Do you remember what you were talking about just before it happened? Yes, I was telling her about having landed the Sherman account. Well, I suppose we're feeling quite elated over it. <laughs> elated isn't the word. I felt as if I could have licked the world. Next thing I knew, Helen was in my arms. Then, there's no getting away from the past. I murdered my wife. According to Law Blakesley, the state has to prove intent to kill before they can make out a case of first-degree murder. That's just about kicked me in the electric chair, Samson. What do you mean? You see, I wanted to kill her. Well, I hope you didn't get a ticket, Trudy. No, Mr. Cranston. But I gotta admit, I was worried, I gotta admit. Parking in front of a jail ain't so healthy. Lamont, how'd you make out? Did Blakey tell you anything? I'm afraid it looks pretty bad for him, Margaret. But, Lamont, it doesn't make sense. A man like Blakey just doesn't murder his wife and reason. I just goes to show you. You can never tell a guy by his look. Now, take what happened to me this morning. A guy tried to kill me, he tried. Kill you? Don't! Oh, who'd want to kill you, Streezy? I don't know who he was to blame, but he sure didn't look like no killer. More like a lawyer he looked, or a businessman, maybe. Tell us what happened to you. Well, it was like this, Mr. Cranston. I picked up this guy in front of the athletic club. The same one you and Commissioner Weston belong to. Dr. Gordon Tester, I believe for my appointment. Gee, I'm, I'm going as fast as I can when I'm getting a ticket, mister. Well, what are you looking at me like that for? Anything wrong with me? I wasn't looking at you. I was keeping my eyes peeled out for cops. I just think this, so you're looking at me through that mirror. Now, look, mister. Hey, let go. What's the big idea? You're joking me. <laughs> you almost wrecked the cab. I'm sorry. Holy smoke. I'm sorry, driver. I have a good idea. Yeah, I Well, Mr. Cranston, I never was one to run away from a fight. But the look on this guy's face didn't make me happy. Anyway, he pays me off with a nice fast tip and gets out of the cab. 
So I just lost to show you. You never know. Well, that's a strange story. Where did you say this man hailed you? Right in front of the athletic club. And boy, he was plenty athletic. <laughs> That's funny. The light on Mr. Andrews' office. I'd better see who's in there. Oh, sorry, Mr. Andrews. I didn't know you was working late. Yes, I have to get up on some work. It looks like it might rain. I'd better close the windows if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. I won't be long. I've been getting a lot of rain lately, haven't we? Well, I won't be bothering you any longer. I've got to be making the rounds. Mr. Andrews, what's the matter? Mr. Andrews, you're choking me. You got a match, Mr. Why, yes. Here you are. Oh, thanks. Hey, what are you telling me? I ain't got nothing. I only asked you for a match. I just wanted to. Hey, hey, take your hands over me. What are you trying to do? What are you going to do with that pain? Yeah, no, 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 don't, don't. I, oh, oh. And now, ladies and gentlemen, I want to present our president, Gordon T. Brewster. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Friends. This is a big moment in my life, but it wouldn't be fair to let it pass without my giving credit to the man who has been the guiding hand behind our organization. I am referring to the gentleman seated on my right, my partner and best friend, Joe Arthur. Thank you, Gordon. Joe and I have been together for a long time. Well, look, Joe, you've got to hold it. Why is he raising it? Down. What are you doing, Gordon? What are you doing? I don't get it, Samson. I went to school with these men. We're all members of the same club. All of them prominent, law-abiding citizens. Suddenly they go for Stark. One of them murders his wife. Another kills the night watchman. Third one clubs a hobo to death with his cane. Last night, too, sir. He splits open his partner's skull with a water pitcher. What's gotten into them? Maybe it's an epidemic. <laughs> you can't be more helpful than that, Miss Lane. Morgan may have something there, Mr. Smith. Are you serious? An epidemic of murder? Not as fantastic as it sounds. Well, that's not exactly what I have in mind. Oh, then you have something in mind. Did you let a very much concerned friend in on it? Gladly, Commissioner, as soon as I get a few more of the facts straight. The facts are clear enough, Cranston. It's the motive for these crimes that's keeping me up nice. You mean the lack of motive, don't you? Yes, that's what I mean. I should never for you, Commissioner. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's probably another headache. No, it's a mistake of that omelette, Commissioner. I did use the best a wedding in the It's wonderful, Margo. Commissioner ought to swear you in as one of his deputies. I don't think he appreciates our sense of humor, Lamar. Mm-hmm. What is he? What do you, Commissioner? And I'd better take a look at this, Francis. Let me see. You're not. Mm. That doesn't sound like a wedding in the No. More like an invitation to murder. Since I've been police commissioner, I've gotten exactly 73 letters threatening my life. I'm not going to let this one bother me too much. What's got me, Buffalo, is my best friend, sending you to kill us. 
Did you say that all of these men were classmates of yours? Yes, I've known them practically all my life. Now I've got a hold of them for murder. What makes you so sure they're guilty of murder? Well, what would you call it? I'd call it a plan for murder. A plan in which that warning those who just got may be a key part. What are you talking about? Just this. Four of the most prominent citizens in this town have committed crimes of violence. None of them actually remember committing the crime, yet all of them have a very positive feeling that they wanted to kill their victims. Well, I'm sure of one thing. Those men aren't criminals. They could no more murder anybody than I could. That's exactly what I've been trying to tell you. Uh, well, you two will have to excuse me. I think I'm going to take the afternoon off go down to the club for a workout. This case beats anything I ever handled. This is our exit, you, Margot. Darkness, sir. Fine, Swain. Uh, don't mind what I said. Oh, that's all right. Goodbye to me, sir. If I were you, I wouldn't underestimate the importance of that warning note. What's all right, Simon? Taking you home, Margo. Where are you going? Jail. Jail? But you've already seen Blake. One of the clubs with Randall and the others. Oh, in that case, I guess I'd better go home. You gave me a theory, Margo, when you said those crimes may have been an epidemic. I think the same as the commissioner does. Those men could no more commit deliberate murder than he could. Just how it happened, Commissioner. Horrible, Cranston. 
Gunner and I are down the mat a few seconds. First thing I know, he went limp. I said something to him. He didn't answer. He was dead. Is the coroner been here yet? Yeah. Don't do an autopsy, but it's a waste of time. I I must have strangled. This is important to me. Tell me where you were and what you did from the time you got to the club until you went on the mat with Cameron. Yes. First thing I did when I got here was to go down to the steam room. Cameron joined me there and asked me if I wanted to take part in the wrestling matches. Then he invited me to have dinner with him in his room. You spent the evening with Cameron until the time you both went down to the gym for the matches. Is that right? Yes. That's written note is up this afternoon, Commissioner. Do you have it with you? Yes, here it is. I had photostats copies made before I left the office. My men are trying to locate the typewriter on which it was written. Have they checked all the machines here at the club? Yes, yeah, doesn't check with any of them. May I hold on to this note? Hmm? Oh, yes, yeah, sure. But you're wasting your time, Cranston. I've been at this game too long not to know when I'm licked. Doesn't sound like you, Commissioner. Facts are facts. I killed Cameron. I know I killed him. What makes you so sure? Because just a few seconds before it happened, I distinctly remember wanting to kill him. I'd have killed anybody I got my hands on. I felt as if I could lick the world. That's exactly how Blakely described his feelings when he killed his wife. Huh? And the way Randall felt when he strangled the night watchman and Shrewsbury when he stood over in his partner's cell. All of you have that same feeling. Mm-hmm. Right. They did tell me that. But why, Cranston? What's gotten into us all? I'm not quite ready to answer that question, Commissioner. Whatever it is, it doesn't change things much. I still killed Cameron. Maybe you didn't. What do you mean? Smell this tube of toothpaste, Commissioner. Hmm. Funny order, like burnt almonds. Where'd you get it? I picked it up in Cameron's dressing room. He brushed his teeth before he went down to the gym with you, didn't he? Yes, he did. I think you'd better phone the coroner. He might have something of interest to tell you. You didn't kill Cameron. He was poisoned. Hello. Hello. Mr. Cranston? Yes? You know a young lady by the name of Marco Lane? Yes, what's the matter? Has anything happened to her? She's been hurt. Where is she? She's in a private hospital. How much farther do we have to go, Sweetie? We're almost there, Mr. Cranston. We're almost. Boy, this is the middle of nowhere if I ever saw it. Are you sure somebody isn't playing a joke on you? Getting you out here in the middle of the night? There's no joke, Sweetie. I phoned Miss Lane's home. She's not there. Sure hope she's all right, I hope. Definitely. Well, this is the place, Mr. Cranston. It don't look like no hospital to me. You wait here, Sweetie. Okay. But I hope you won't be too long, I hope. This ain't exactly a gay neighborhood. Doors open. Lights are on. Margo! Margo! Oh, yes, but... And a man so that you've been hurt. Well, oh, I just received a similar call telling me you've been hurt. Somebody's got a boat out here on purpose. Oh, let's get out of here quickly, but... Somebody's outside that window. Yes. Don't turn around. Caught the glint of a gun. Oh, no. He walked into a trap. And we've got to act as if we didn't see him. It's our only chance. We're perfect targets at the right time. Man, I'm frightened. way over to that light switch, and I'll walk towards the clock. We'll pretend to be looking around. When I say the word good time, you turn out the light. Well, Margaret, this place is nicely furnished, isn't it? Yes, it certainly is, you know. Now, look at that old grandfather's clock. Interesting looking antique, isn't it? 
Must be at least a hundred years old. Yes, but it's probably keeps good time. He's down there. I'm going after him. Oh, be careful, Lamont. Get into the car. <sighs>
You were the ringleader of the whole thing. I've got a special way to take care of you. You're crazy, Joe. You'll burn for this. I'll burn. That's a good one. You'll burn, Drake. You'll roast alive in that steam box. Oh, no, he won't. That's his Raymond. Who's that? <laughs> the thief. It went out by itself. No, it didn't, Raymond. The shadow turned it off. It's about it, Mr. Drake. Leave this room. I'll deal with that, Mr. Raymond. You won't get out of this room alive. Quickly, Mr. Drake. Out that door. Now, Joe Raymond. Who are you? The shadow. Shadow? What do you want with me? Confession of your crime. You can't prove anything. Nobody can. They did the killing. You can't get away from that. You convicted yourself, Joe Raymond. Confess that you injected those club members with a powerful drug while they're in the steam cabinet. A drug that gave them first a terrific physical energy and caused them to commit murder. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. I did it. Killing them off was too easy. I wanted to pick one against the other, have them murder each other, kill their wives, everything they loved. School, I majored in chemistry. I made good use of that knowledge. They never suspected when I rubbed the backs of their necks what I was massaging into their system. You chose the wrong path, Joe Raymond. You tried to wipe out the accidental wrong that was done to you with crime, but you can't get away with it. Oh, yes, I can. Because you won't live to tell any tale, Shadow. There, Shadow. I've locked you in. I'm going to open all the steam down, Shadow. The heat will take the skin right off your body. <laughs> Margo, let me break in back to the police. I thought Joe Raymond found enough to get away. But with all that steam, how did the shadow escape such a trip? The steam rises. By hugging the floor, it was possible to remain conscious for a good while. The police came none too soon. Lamont, what did the killer use? The drugs, Margo. Powerful mental and muscular excitement based in the case of Bob. South American Indians used to excitement in battle. But if Raymond wanted to get rid of Tom, how did he poison your sister? Why didn't he just let the drug take its natural effect on Commissioner Wesley and let him kill Cameron during the wrestling match? He wasn't taking any chances. He knew the Commissioner had unusually strong powers of self-control. He doubted that whether the drug even as powerful as that one would make Weston commit murder. You know, Lamar, I still can't figure out how this trail of crime pointed to Joe Raymond. Footprints, Margo. Footprints of a man who lived. I found them outside that window last night. There were similar prints around the back of the adjoining house. Oh, I he leaves the house next door as a cat. Yes. Belonged to a friend of his who was away. Raymond had the keys. He's become the homeless title me, that Margo. He became... copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications. The characters, names, places, and plots are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Again next week, the shadow will demonstrate that the weed of crime bears bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, your friendly blue coal dealer brings you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadows daring battle against the forces of evil. Be sure to listen. This is Ken Roberts saying, keep the home fires burning with blue coal.